I am Dan Nichols. I am joined by the beach bum Brian Sanchez, who definitely has your patchouli hookup if you need it. What's going on, guys? And Tim Wesley, who knows the perfect coffee bar that you need to go to with the biggest, most luxurious beards. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> also, Brian does not smell bad, okay? No, he smells like patchouli. I stand my ground. <laughs> um, what, what's patchouli? <laughs> so, uh, guys, before we get started on this, um, remember, go to our Facebook, our Instagram, uh, From the Garage Podcast, as well as the FTG Gremlins uh, Facebook group. Remember that FTGG is capitalized. And lastly, you can hear us through Apple Podcasts and through Spotify for those of y'all who use the other type of device other than Apple. Before you continue, uh, we also have a t-shirt shop up through oh, shoot, Teespring. That's right. That's right, we do. Um, you can get to us by going to shop.teespring.com forward slash from dash the dash garage dash podcast sorry guys uh that's how you get there though we'll put a, we'll put some links up somewhere i was gonna say i'm making a note right now to put up a link uh and i'll sh- r- like routinely share them in the group page as we get new stuff out and things Boom. like that there yeah you go. we currently have one design up on everything you can imagine um mm-hmm. kind of my idea behind that was it's something something for everyone and our current uh, design guy kind of sucks. So if you know a good one, <laughs> just let us know. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna do this for free? <laughs> no one. No one. Yeah, that's why but, we love you. But too. you can tell that it's free design work. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's it's actually really good stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. No, uh, it, to be honest, that was paid, bitch. <laughs> it was actually. <laughs> yeah, we did pay him to do that one. We did. That we did. We didn't pay him for any of the great gremlin caper stuff, though. No. I'm working Which on, is still really good stuff. I'm working know? on Fantastic. some more. I'm working on some more designs. I just showed the guys uh, one I'm working on. It's kind of fun. Um, might want to save it for something special that I have an idea for, but yeah, we'll yeah. have to see. What? Dope. Well, not anymore now that I've given him shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do shit for you anymore. <laughs> so, um, guys, Mitsubishi, if you're listening, we're not angry. We're just disappointed. Mitsubishi historically has been a real competitor when it comes to good-looking, higher horsepower, and out-of-the-box thinking design until very recently. So, where do we stand now, Tim, with Mitsubishi? What does the current lineup look like? Well, I like how you said very recently, and when you say very recently, you mean like 2015, so yeah, four, year, four years, four years of nothing but SUVs and the Mirage. Yes, which this is not to be confused with the Mirage that we Americans got back in the 90s and early 2000s, because that Mirage was actually a rebadged Lancer. We had the base model Lancer in the States Granted, it was the little piddly 1.5 liter, but front wheel drive, front wheel drive, you know, but there were plenty of uh, dudes who knew what they what they had and actually, you know, imported half cuts and such and uh, made their mirages 
Lancer Evolutions. Sure. Well, I think the Evolution guys kind of get angry with that. <laughs> I must say, you probably just triggered a bunch of dudes. I did struggle. I can promise you that that will never bug me. Okay? I'm a Subaru <laughs> guy. I don't care about it triggering a Lancer. <laughs> a Lancer dude. It's weird, though, because like we've, we've talked about this many occasions. Uh, just like if you were to go to Mitsubishi's website, and I'm there right now, and you look at the front page, first thing you see is vehicles. Every, Why do they even say vehicles? So there's... Here's your sponge cakes. So you have electric crossovers, crossovers, limited edition crossovers, and then cars. You have the Mirage G4 and the Mirage. Mm. That's That's it. it. Mm. That's it. So one of them's like a full-size sedan, the other's a hatch. A a full-size sedan or a compact sedan? Probably compact. Yes. So... Because have you seen those? They are tiny. Uh, well, I mean, I've told the story about how my wife's parents used to live by a Mitsubishi dealership, and at one point, their entire lot was just Mirages. <laughs> yeah. Like, an entire yeah. fucking car lot it's of crazy. just Mirages. And I, yeah. I remember seeing well, it. Well, at least they had really good engine options and stuff, right? No. Oh, that's right. Uh, no. Oh, they have the Eclipse, though. The Eclipse Cross? Oh, the SUV. That's right. Damn it. Oh, for two. $22,000 for anybody who's curious for the Eclipse Cross. That's a slap in the face. Uh, no, that's a tea bag in the face by Mitsubishi, okay? Like, that's all the way disrespectful. So that I, have, I have a lot of feelings about this because I love the Eclipse. Me too. In honesty, in honestly, every, every iteration of it. From Except like, for the last one. No, I like, I like the bubbly last one. I like that it, it was interesting looking from the previous generation. Yeah. It was a very bold departure from that. It took yeah. it back to, what, third gen, second gen? Yeah, kind of, I suppose. But, like, it was it was anemic and fat. So the, I'm not the one to car shame. Yeah, I am. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, the previous generation, like the one that was featured in Too Fast, Too Furious. That was terrible. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that car never had a GSX. It didn't. Right. So The, the only engine option was a... Uh, in or a V6 front wheel drive. That was it. Right. No, no all wheel drive option. No turbo option. That's sad, man. No, it's pathetic. So, look, let's actually start with the Eclipse, okay? So we we kind of went through the last two, but let's go through personally my favorites, okay? That's the first, second, and third gen, okay? Uh, fourth gen was the one that was in Too Fast, Too Furious, right? Right. Because you had the pop-ups, then the kind of squinty eye, and then you had um, the bubblier one, and then you went to the gross ones. So those (laughs) were really just, they're so good. uh, Don't get me wrong. They are incredibly 80s and 90s. Like, if the 90s were... If the 90s were a car, they would be an Eclipse. Like, that's what... They had all the dials and weird places. The gauges lit up, like, weird colors and pop-ups. And Who doesn't like a pop-up? I, I can tell you who doesn't like a pop-up. Those who are wrong. Okay? Just, that's how well, it apparently is. Mitsubishi doesn't like pop-ups anymore. Well, it wasn't the Pedestrians they, don't like pop-ups. Yeah, it was, it was all, it was just about every government saying, yeah. grow these, up, these get a kill car. People. It's like, well, they got hit by a car. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Should, I'm sorry. Pay attention. 
Does it sound like human life? It's important. Um, <clears throat> look. <coughs> In 1989, a 2.0 liter four banger made 210 horsepower. That's pretty good. Is that to the front wheels? Yeah. And I'm sorry, that just the first and second generation, because the third generation is the one from Too Fast Too Furious. That's what I always thought, yeah. Yeah. So 210 horsepower out of a turbo a turbocharged four banger which that turbo little known fact is actually a the uh, same turbo that was actually put in the Lancer and the Subarus Subaru actually bought their turbos the VH VF10 did they really they bought them from Mitsubishi wow the turbos even said Mitsubishi Corporation on it nice um <clears throat> so uh there was front-wheel drive variant because all the torque steer and all-wheel drive. It was a pop-up headlight lift-back two-door. It Amazing. Look, even in NA form, it was really, really good. And it really wasn't that... It was like an 8 PSI turbo, so it wasn't that much... Like, it wasn't like it was cranking out 18 PSI. It was just, it was a low-pressure turbo. But, look, 8 PSI is better than 0 PSI. It just is. You know, I'll maintain that. So, for it now to be the Eclipse Cross, can you begin to understand my vehement hate? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I... I really hate that manufacturers are doing this. Like they're bringing back these iconic names from their past, thinking that they will sell just like it, that. It wasn't the car that sold; it was the name that sold. Which like, is never which right. Which is not the case. Like you know, like we've we've talked about like my confusion about the the Charger and how the Charger is a four door vehicle and how I think the Charger should be what the Challenger is. And then there should be like a smaller version, not like the Dart, that is the challenge. You know, like like that kind of a thing. Uh, the same thing with the Malibu. Um, like it's just I I I don't get it. I I don't yeah. understand. Mm -hmm. Well, I do this. I I feel like I, I say this a lot. I get why it's it's a pencil pusher, someone in marketing that doesn't actually understand what it was about these cars that made them sell. No, and then like, you, you have the upper management. And like owners the hedge of the fund company, managers. Yeah. saying yes because yeah. they don't care anymore. Right. It's it's really annoying. So you guys bring up a good point separately. You bring up the first generation Eclipse. Mm. You bring up the Dart. There's one thing that those two cars have in common. I'm ready. So at one point in time, Mitsubishi and Daimler Chrysler. We're in bed together? We're in bed together. Mm. Mm. Plymouth um, Laser? Yep, the Plymouth Laser. Eagle Talon? Talon, of course. And then I've, episodes and episodes ago, thought it would be a great idea if that partnership still was there, which it isn't anymore because years ago, Chrysler sold off their shares of Mitsubishi. Right. To do a Dart, all-wheel drive. Be excellent. It would be awesome. Like, that would change that car. 
that would absolutely that would make drastically. it not and, a shit box, and it would first make it a little bit more worthy of its moniker. That's I agree yeah. with that, and so that kind of brings me to a point where, with the state of Mitsubishi being SUVs and SUVs only, because I think their their original partnership with Daimler Chrysler was for like to save Chrysler, because like it was like in the seventies when everybody was buying the like imports that were allowed to be imported at that time. So they were like, fuck it. Let's, let's start building these here. Let's sell them as like their cars and some of them as our cars. Mm -hmm. And then that way we'll, and everybody did it. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Ford did it, but I know Chevy did it. Like GM did it with Toyota. And it was, it was very important because it saved that company. Yep. The first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so when that partnership ended in like 1990, something, it was over, and we, we got some good cars from Mitsubishi. Yes, we did. Dodge, not so much. Mm. Yeah. That mm. was later. Would you be talking about the GTO slash 3000 GT slash Dodge Stealth? So, I mean, it's, it's in the same, that's in the same range as the Eclipse, though, and the Talon. It came a little bit later, but yeah. So, like, the Mitsubishi GTO came to the States as 3000 GT, and then Chrysler had their own under the Stealth, which yeah. is the ugliest of the three. Yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing what a what a front fascia will do. Dude, like, they, just it's the like, whole shell. Well, yeah, I mean, so like I wish like, it was like, just the front. I, I always just remember like the front of that car just looks so hideous. So I wish it was just the front, right? Because you could you can you could honestly get a Stealth for nothing. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's a trash car. Mm-hmm. Three thousand GTS. Are way higher in cost now, yep. especially like the VR4s. I got to be honest though, guys. Like, if I could get a Dodge Stealth and a 3000 GT VR4 half cut for like six grand, I'd marry the two. I would. Are you talking about just like pulling the drivetrain out of it and then keeping the Stealth? Yeah. Yeah. Dan owns a Camaro. You're weird, like, man. A 90s Camaro. So. <laughs> I Look, I don't, I don't necessarily care about looks at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, just fucking with you, Dan. I've seen. I actually saw. You can cast all the judgment you want. It's not changing my mind. I actually two days ago saw a slammed, like model, same model year generation of your Camaro on like meshes. They're big meshes. It looked great. Hmm. We'll have talks. But that doesn't mean that yours but, is going to look great. Yeah, it's right. convertible, too. So <laughs> there's, like, the world is fighting Dan on this one. Yeah, yep. right? So, look. Um, I have a point, though. I have okay. a point. We got off topic. So, my point is, like, I again, I don't believe Mitsubishi's hurting. I feel like the path that they're taking is directly for money. They are selling, oh, yeah. they okay. are selling Americans what Americans, quote, unquote, want. Well, mm-hmm. well I mean, it is and what we want because that's what crossovers. we're buying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't believe they're hurting. But to us, they're hurting. Right. They killed the Lancer, the Evolution specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it went out with a whimper and a middle finger, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, the Eclipse has been dead. It, I know it's been brought back in badge only, and yeah. they really haven't. No, it's still dead. Like the they've we'll had, call it the Cross. We're gonna yeah. leave yeah. Eclipse out sure. of it. They've had great cars in the past too, like the Galant AMG, the uh, the VR4. Yeah, the VR4s. But uh, uh, well, I think it would be great if we kind of merge the two ideas of like that dart would have been sick with the drivetrain from like the Lancer, the Lancer mm-hmm. Evolution. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. 
Why didn't we get that? Come on. Well, it doesn't exist. It's not a real thing because like, that well, partnership. But I'm saying like. Yeah. Guys, you can make anything fit into anything. Let's do it. So I think that just the, the same way that Mitsubishi's partnership with Dodge and like Chrysler saved them when they needed it, vice versa would be pretty cool as well. Like how cool would a, this is insane. How cool would like a Hellcat Lancer be? All Come wheel, on. all wheel drive, Come Hemi, on. in a tiny, tiny little shell. Mm. <laughs> Dan's having dirty thoughts. That would be so but epic, let, man. Let's put it this way: Look, the three thousand GT, though. I, if I could take a step back yeah. from nineteen ninety to two thousand and one. First off, Hennessy started with the three thousand GT. Okay, I still he have did. feelings. I, I, yeah, but. Say what you will. This is like the the one time I'm like absolutely because that dude had no way to fudge anything. Right. It was he was making that car fucking do shit. That car was really not able to do at the time. So look, it had active arrow that you know. There's not a single one out there that it still works on. True. Man, that's it was all very mechanical. So it's actually kind of easy to fix. Throttle, the YouTube channel Throttle has done two of them, mm-hmm. both active arrow worked on the VR4s. There you go. So it's just crazy. Bravo, Mitsubishi. Yeah. But um, so here's the thing this might be the first time in a sports car that I remember an all wheel drive twin turbo V6 being out there. And the last iteration of the VR4 GTO or 3000 GT, depending on where you are from in the world, um, 320 horsepower is nothing to scoff at, even by today's standards. Like, that's that's Camaro power. Like, granted, not ZR1 <laughs> sure. power, but it's Camaro power. I mean, it, it's Mustang power, man. Mm. Okay, look, it's not Camaro power or Mustang power, but the thing is, is from a V6, from EcoBoost V6, for instance, it's literally the same recipe, twin turbo V6, and if it was made today, turbo technology has come so far, head design has come so far, Every all this tech that was in this car back in the day is stuff that nowadays isn't even used and is starting to be used widely by Ferrari, Lamborghini, this Active Aero stuff. We're looking at these, you know, Italian cars, the Ford GT, we're looking at them going, wow, isn't that a cool idea? Mitsubishi had it back in the 90s. <laughs> They've been doing it. They done been doing it. Now they don't care. Well, they, I mean, the SUVs, you know, they're going to need some aero because they're a brick. <laughs> Imagine putting Active Arrow on the new Eclipse Cross. Like, we're just calling just, it the Cross, Brian. Oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah. Cross. It's it. It still hurts. It, it, it's it, it's the the wound know, it, is it, still open. It felt bad to say. Okay. Like, good. <laughs> good. And here's the thing, though. In <clears throat> the 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 fact is is that. You know, the 3000 GT, the uh, Gallant VR4, the AMG Gallant, the Eclipse, and all of that. Now, granted, over here, those cars were big deals. Worldwide, not so much. 
And it is because of this one vehicle, the Lancer, the Lancer Evolution Series. It's true. In particular, in 1999, they had the Tommy Mackinnon edition. Um, it was to celebrate his uh, World Rally Championship wins from 96 all the way through 99. Um, it, it's a pretty spectacular looking car, if I must say so. It looks like his rally car. You know, it, it's it's really cool. But the thing is, is that the te- everybody knows by this time the uh, what the Lancer Evolution was, and you know, it, for us Americans, the Lancer Evolution didn't start at seven. Okay, like there was one, two, three, four, five, six, yep. and those were again, those were uh, the Lancers that we knew as Mirages. These cars were so good that they overshadowed all the other greatness that was coming out of Mitsubishi to the rest of the world besides us. Okay. And we didn't we didn't get those ones. We didn't get Lanny Evos. Like no. so like the rest of the world, that's all they that's all they, anyone would have cared about. I get it. Yeah, and so it was the reason why Subaru came out with the WRX World Rally Experiment and the STI. The reason why Subaru had to step up their game, and we got those cars. The reason why they stepped up their game was because Mitsubishi was stepping up their game. And eventually got to the point that it became this arms race between Subaru and uh, Mitsubishi. Much like Ford, Chevy, Dodge over here. There was this arms race to see who could be best at World Rally Championship, much like we had in the 60s, who was best at the quarter mile, right? This type of competition does great things for us, the consumer. Yeah. At, because, a, at a cost. <laughs> at a cost, sure. Yeah. But the fact is, is that although it is about money, it's not 100% about money it's also about bragging rights can you guys think of anything outside of the typical ferrari lamborghini rivalry that's going on i mean you could say that the uh mustang camaro is still kind of a thing going for years and maybe we're gonna see that fight come between um the corvette and gt because the Corvette's going to be mid-engine, right? What do yeah. we ha- What do we have out of Japan? The NSX, the GTR. The NSX is only the only one I'd say is close. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that the NSX is a limited run car. True statement. And there, there's nowhere except for like one or two like shows that kind of thought of it as a hypothetical, like, huh, wouldn't this be cool? Let's face it, the GTR is meant to be a track weapon. Yep. Okay? The NSX is meant to be driven around town and opened up on the highway and get pulled over and impounded. <laughs> that, I mean, it's never meant to be on a track. So It isn't. It, it, I wish there was something else coming out of Mitsubishi. I would like to see something Please. wild. I just don't think we're going to get that. Oh, we won't. Because you mentioned something in, in a, like pre-show of... Right now, Mitsubishi to the rest of the world 
is not what we're getting. We're getting these cars specifically from Mitsubishi USA. Right. The rest of the world, they're probably fine with the Mirage as is. Right. It is a tiny little car. Japan's streets are packed with people. And I mean, let's not forget, in our last episode, we were talking about fuel economy. Sure. Gas is cheapest, like, here and in the Middle East where they actually make the stuff, you know? (laughs) But that's it. The rest of the world, it's really expensive. You also got to think about islands. They have to ship that crap in. But something else you mentioned was Mitsubishi for the rest of the world is, like... Utility vehicles, right? Like trucks, uh, big box rigs. trucks, big rigs, um, little like K, like uh, key trucks and stuff. Like yep. they don't really give a shit about the shit we care about, right? And I mean that's kind of that's that's kind of Japan currently, man. Like I know you talk a lot of shit on the the new Supra, but like that's Toyota trying, right? And look, I'm gonna say it now. And listen closely, because I probably won't say it again. Write it down. <laughs> Everybody ready? I applaud Toyota for trying. I'm, I'm I, down. I wish that it was something different. I do too. But I applaud them for trying. And the thing is, is that, again, listen closely, because this is going to be the only time that I say it. That car that they slapped that sticker on, that they slapped that badge on, is worthy of the badge. I, I, I back it. I have been. Yeah. yeah, me too. The one thing that I take, I my takeaway from the Super though is that, as good as that BMW engine is, there is no chance in hell it is as bulletproof as a two J or one J. It is. There just it just can't be, because BMW does BMW things like make engine components consumables. Yeah. So oh, rod bearings, whatever. Those are consumable. Items. Ring ring bearings. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Oil change. Got oh, got to change ring bearings. What? Excuse me. Come on. Come on. This man. is not a, an engine part. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I would love to see something come out of there. I think it would be cool with the nostalgia factor of them going back and partnering with Daimler Chrysler. I was gonna say I and, would love yeah. to see that variant of a dart like that. That'd be that so would be dope. cool, right? So that's one so direction. Dope. So that that would benefit Chrysler in a way that they're they they have the benefit for the Charger uh, wait, and the Challenger. Wait. Not Chrysler. Fiat, I get Fiat. it. But at and the same time... Fiat already is. The 4C, that's a dart engine and transmission. Hmm. The only difference is, is that that third member, the differential, is uh, geared differently. Sure. Instead of being for an Econo shitbox, it's meant to be for this little Italian-esque... I'm not going to say Italian. Italian-esque... <laughs> Uh, mid-engine fun car. Uh, it's not a track car. It, it's this weird enigma. It's kind of like the Evora. Like it's not like a race car. Yeah, but it's not just completely a street car either. That's what I think. That's what we in the business call sports cars, Dan. <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. So I, I but don't, mid-engine. I don't think it would. Yeah. Anyways, sure. I, yeah, why not? I, okay, I'll go with it. Well, if I, would, I can stop hitting my mic, it would be excellent. <laughs> Here's the, the thing: face just made is too, though. we had an epi- we had an episode a while back discussing exotics, and I don't think people in the countries of which those cars we consider exotics consider them exotics. No. Right, right. So it's in that where that's just a sports car to them. So right. Lamborghinis, fucking, if you're in Italy, Lamborghinis is just a sports yeah. car. 
Yeah. I mean, they may ha- they may call them supercars because that's well, the, like depending on which one you're cars, talking about. Yeah. Like a Gallardo. Yeah. Is probably yeah. a sports car, but like yeah. a Ferrari FF. That's a sports car. Maybe. I, it's a well, grand that tour. Might be, that might nah. jump. It's an, it, it, anyways. But my point... Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi though. <laughs> my point with like kind of what I'm saying is like, yeah, I don't think Dodge needs it at all because Fiat's been there for a while. Right, right, right. It would just be like something cool because we would get cool cars again. Yeah. Because like just imagine the tech that Mitsubishi still has for all-wheel drive system. Yeah. And then the other side of that that's the just moonshot of a fucking updated Lancer chassis. Fuck it. Use the Evo 10. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Just bring it. Do you it. can't with tell a, me you don't have the... Don't tell me you don't have the tooling. With a Hellcat engine. No. Boom. With a elephant. No, that's t- yes. That's too much. Yes. No. No such thing. But I was just to say, like, that would be cool, man. Like, I, I know it's, it's, it's unfeasible. Like, it's never going to fit in there. Just... just you can make anything in, in real world. Anywhere. I mean, that's probably what we were saying about Dodge right before they came out with the Hellcat, though. Fair. Like, you know, like like we were we, they were doing some stuff, but like that, and y- y'all y'all pay way more close attention to this stuff than I do. But I feel like when that first dropped, that came out of nowhere because, like, for me, it honestly, did until until they came out with that, I was like, Dodge has really fallen off and has done like next to nothing that it psychs me. So. There is precedent for an automaker to just like all of a sudden, hey, like, be like, you know what? We're going to be fun again. And so I hope, I hope that that happens with Mitsubishi. Yeah, um, we'll see. If we can get them to partner up with Dodge and get yeah, like a okay. freaking Lancer Evo variant of a Hellcat. Hell. Oh, my God. Go to Come your on. once upon a time competitor, Subaru, and talk with them. No. They got into bed with Toyota. They no. did. That, I mean, that would be, it would be an interesting thing to see. The reason I say that is because the way that like the that Mitsubishi's traditionally built their cars is they're all transverse. So what's going to fit in there? It's not going to be a V8. Yeah. You know what is going to fit in there? A flat four. Yeah. Yup. That FA engine. It's pretty good. I just I if Mitsubishi does that, then I think that kicks Subaru in the in the the butt to kind of do something, and we could get that fight again. The, uh, like, so I don't want them to partner on a situation. Like I want them to be at odds again. Sure. Like that's what I really want. The friendly complicated like, because the from Japanese- the person that's a fan of F one, who yeah. who yeah. that is just the most incestuous relationship I mean, in you're, automotive you're not history. Wrong. But but that's the thing you're is not that the, the the Japanese do com- competition and rivalry better than anyone because when the whole arms race started. Mitsubishi was selling turbos to Subaru. And Subaru was selling steering components to Mitsubishi. Like, they do it better than anyone. Because yeah. they're like, you know what? If we're going to be better, we're going to be better because we're better. Right. Not because we've sabotaged you. Right. As a matter of fact, we're going to help you build your car. And we're going to show you that we can engineer your part to work better. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Look, again, Mitsubishi... We're not fucking angry. We're just disappointed. And until next time, I am Dan Nichols. I'm Brian Sanchez. And I'm Tim Wilson. Now get out my garage!